Hey, what's up, my friends? JT DeBolis with you today for the Elite Marketing Pro Daily Dose of Awesome. And today we're going to be talking about five misconceptions around the age-old conversation, the entrepreneur versus employee mindset. And there's been a lot of discussion about this over the years, about what it takes to truly be successful and, more importantly, how to build a sustainable business. doesn't matter what industry you're in. doesn't matter whether it's a brick-and-mortar business, whether it's an online business, or whether it's any kind of business in between. There are certain distinctions that you have to make about the way you approach your business. And so we oftentimes talk about the employee versus entrepreneur mindset. Now, today I'm going to be talking about five specifics, five misconceptions. And these are really big pitfalls, big areas where people struggle, uh, where people experience challenges in their business. And so I'm going to be helping you along today and teaching you those five things. And more importantly, I'm going to be talking to you about the one thing the one thing you must avoid if you want to build a sustainable business. So if you identify as a professional entrepreneur, uh, as somebody who is doing this for the long haul, then today's topic is specifically designed just for you. Before I jump in, let me say good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, no matter what time it is for you, no matter where you might be tuning in from on the Big Blue Marble. Thanks for joining us here each and every single Monday through Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Always a privilege and an honor to share some airspace with my high-altitude friends out there. And as you're jumping out, let me know where you are tuning in from so I can give you a shout-out. I see uh, Tom Dealey coming in from Moab, Utah. Awesome. Uh, Tumas coming in. Hey, what's going on, buddy? Uh, Chuck Kerwin coming in from South Carolina. Tony Stewart, my brother, what's happening? Great to see you, my friend. Always a privilege and an honor. Sadaf Pearl, what's happening? Jan Franzer coming in from Gallatin, Tennessee. Uh, Kenosha, Lisa Gentile is coming in from Kenosha. Awesome to see you. Lots of folks jumping out here on a Friday. Always a privilege and an honor. And yes, as you can see off in the corner, the Seahawks light is lit. It is the NFL draft. I'm kind of psyched about that. But that's a topic for another day. We won't be talking any football today. Uh, we will be talking about, though, really what I like to think of as, as five misconceptions about the employee versus entrepreneur mindset. And the, the thing that I want to tell you first and foremost is, and this is something that comes up quite a bit when I work with my entrepreneur clients or specifically when we talk to folks in the workshops, the uh, fast track workshops, is uh, really how to develop that mindset difference. This is one of the big requests that we get. So the way we start off the weekend, the three-day weekend at the workshops is uh, we, ask, we ask the students, hey, what is it you want to get from this weekend? What are your expectations? And we, we write them on little sticky notes. We stick them on the wall, and we follow that kind of as our path for the three-day weekend. We allow the, um, the uh, curriculum to kind of fill itself in based on the needs and wants and desires of our students at the Fast Track Workshop. And I can tell you, almost every week or every month that we do these uh, workshops, uh, we get the request, can you please talk to us about the employee versus entrepreneur mindset, or can you help me develop the mindset of an entrepreneur? And so we're going to be talking about some things that we have noticed, I certainly have noticed, not just since doing the workshops here with EMP, but also some of the work that I've done over the last almost or over a decade uh, working with high-level people in business. And I can tell you this, what's interesting about entrepreneurs versus employees is, first and foremost, we have to talk about what they have in common, the similarities. And believe it or not, entrepreneurs and employees do have quite a few similarities. And so let's kind of pull the, pull the uh, curtain back a little bit and take a look at those. A couple of things you need to know about the, the, what they have in common is both entrepreneurs and employees have hopes, dreams, desires, fears, and concerns. And so you have to kind of look at it and say, okay, listen, I'm just like a person 
that's plugged into the to the forty hour or fifty hour or sixty hour week grind. Even those folks that are that are still working a job, it doesn't mean that they're less than us. It doesn't mean that they're beneath us. It doesn't mean they're anything else. It just means maybe they haven't found the right opportunity. Maybe they haven't found uh, what they're truly looking for. Maybe. Like me, they had the mindset that they were going to be an employee forever because they thought, hey, you know, this is the path. This is what I've signed up for. A little bit of backstory on that. Uh, growing up, I always wanted to be a Navy pilot. And you guys probably heard me talk about this before. Uh, I had most people in my life tell me it would never happen, including the U.S. Navy. So when I finally realized that childhood dream and brought it to reality, uh, it was kind of a big deal, and I thought, listen, I'm going to retire from the Navy. I'm going to stay in until they kick me out 20, 30, 40 years. That didn't matter to me. I was willing to stay in for the long haul. And then the path after that was, of course, I would go uh, off to the airlines and become an airline pilot and do that for 20 years until I was too old to fly airplanes, and then I would have two pensions. You know, I had it all figured out. I thought, man, I got the, I got the world by the, by, the, uh, hair, you know, by the horns, and I thought, man, this is great. I got it all figured out. I definitely had the employee mindset. And so it's kind of ironic now you fast forward 12 years later and here I am uh, working with amazing people in a truly remarkable uh, opportunity here to, to be a part of EMP. And it's something that I look at as a true blessing. But if you'd have seen me 12 years ago, you never would have guessed me or tabbed me as being an, or being an entrepreneur. I was the quintessential employee. And so it's kind of interesting because, you know, you, we always laugh about how things kind of come full circle. And this is the reason that I'm sharing with you as to really the, the power behind not judging or the power behind not jumping to conclusions. We have to understand that there are a lot of similarities between entrepreneurs and employees. First and foremost, they're human beings. They have those dreams, hopes, desires, fears, concerns. They have all the, the, all the typical things. Typically, the difference between an employee and an entrepreneur when it comes to those is that the entrepreneur is opportunity-minded. They're looking for opportunities. They're looking for answers. They're looking for uh, solutions to that. Now, that doesn't mean that an employee is stuck and they can't be fixed or whatever. It doesn't mean that at all. What it just means is that the entrepreneur is always kind of looking. They're on. They have that kind of radar scan, right? It's kind of going left and right, up and down. They're always looking for uh, a way to improve things. Sometimes employees get stuck in the way of saying, well, this is the way it's always been done. And so we have to be really careful as entrepreneurs not to get stuck in that same loop. All right. Now, if this is making sense to you, I want you to give me a one in the chat box. I want to know that uh, this is kind of working for you guys because, again, there is no right nor wrong. All right. You're going to run into people who are just really great employees. That's awesome. We as entrepreneurs have to honor and respect and appreciate employees, because if you're fortunate enough to build a company or to build an organization big enough, you're going to want some form of employee, whether it's an outsourced VA, whether it's a, a full time executive assistant, anybody who might be helping you build your dream and advance your vision. You're going to want to have those folks who may not necessarily have what it takes to build a business or maybe they do have what it takes but they just don't want to do it, right? They'd rather work for somebody. And if you're that awesome leader, how come they wouldn't work with you, right? Exactly. See what I'm saying? All right. So I'm getting lots of ones in here, which is great. It's very encouraging. That tells me you guys are tracking. So a couple things. Hey, hey, what's up, guys? Lots of people shouting out. Um, let's talk about one of the misconceptions, one of the five misconceptions that uh, I had promised we were going to talk about today when it comes to the employee mindset, or I should say the entrepreneur mindset. 
a lot of times people think of leverage. They think of uh, outsourcing things. They think of you know getting rid of as much stuff as they can do. They can they can possibly uh, in order to get to that quote unquote four hour work week, as we've heard uh, professed and taught by Tim Ferriss. Uh, well, here's the deal. One of the big misconceptions people have is this whole concept of done for you, right? Automated, done for you. The concern or the feeling is, hey, I'm going to have people do stuff for me so I don't personally have to do it. I want to live that quote-unquote laptop lifestyle. <laughs> for those of you who have ever uh, worked with me in the workshops, you know how much I really don't love that term or really that whole mentality. It's more, it's more than just the phrase or the term. It's really the mentality that follows it. And I will say this, the whole done-for-you idea is kind of nice uh, on the surface. If we think about it, hey, wouldn't it be awesome to have people do your laundry for you or cook for you? Wouldn't it be awesome if somebody would build your business for you? Well, the answer to the first two, doing your laundry or doing the cooking may be true, but not building your business. Think about this. And, and we've seen this before with entrepreneurs that come in and go, hey, I just want everything done for me. Well, if you want everything done for you, then maybe that means you should go get a job because that's what a boss does, right? That's what a company does. They do stuff for you. They put the infrastructure in place. Uh, they handle all this stuff so that all you have to do is show up and do your job. But entrepreneurs can't be that way. Entrepreneurs don't have that luxury. In fact, entrepreneurs typically don't seek that out. It would kind of drive them nuts. Now, the difference between done for you and outsourcing is this. There are certain things that might be below your pay grade, all right? So if you're looking at how much you want to earn a year, uh, let's say that you want to make $100,000, $100,000 period or $100,000 more than you currently have. What you have to do is kind of reverse engineer and figure out how much your time is worth. And so I've done this exercise with clients in the past, and we'll just use $100,000 to get this round. Let's say that uh, you're going to, for over, a, over the next 12 months, you want to earn $100,000, and let's say for argument's sake, even though there's 52 weeks in the, in the year, two of those weeks are pretty much throwaway throw weeks, whether it's for the holidays, whether you're taking a vacation, uh, maybe you've just taken some time off, or, or there's just those days where you're not uh, as productive as you might be. Well, guess what? Those, so we'll just erase those two weeks. Now we have 50 weeks. So if you have a $100,000 target divided over 50 weeks, that means that you're going to be making two grand a week. Okay, so over that week, let's say that you're only going to operate for five days. Well, if you're going to make uh, $2,000 happen over five days, that means that you have to be willing to get uh, $400 of revenue in per day. Everybody following this? If you're following me, give me a two in the chat box, by the way. I, I want to make sure my math is accurate because sometimes I get, in, get on a roll and I, my math isn't always crisp. Okay, so now let's say that it's $400 a day. It's up to you to decide how many hours per day you're willing to put into that. Maybe it's four. Maybe it's two. Maybe it's only one. Whatever that looks like, you have to be willing to say, okay, great. That's what my hourly rate has to be. Now the real question is, am I doing work that corresponds with that income level or that revenue level? And if you're looking at something like checking your email or responding to texts or doing things like that, you have to ask yourself, is what I'm about to do going to render me that $400 or $200 or even $100 an hour to get me to my target? Now, granted, these numbers may be different for you. And again, <laughs> this is not an income statement. I'm not saying this is how it works and this is a guarantee of how it happens for you. I'm just saying use that as a template to ask yourself and really check yourself. Is what I'm doing right now worth the amount that I am, uh, should be getting paid, what, my, what I'm valued at? And if the answer is no, if it's below that, then you start looking at how to outsource that. But there's one caveat to that, 
All right, now this is again a very key and essential differentiation in the uh, employee versus entrepreneur mindset. Employees are always looking to do more work. They're looking to take on more stuff, right? Because in their mind, they think, oh, well, this is the way to advance my career. This is the way to look good in front of a boss, so on and so forth. Whereas an employee is saying, or I should say an entrepreneur is saying, how can I be more effective? Employees want to be productive. Entrepreneurs want to be effective. Now, if that makes sense for you, give me a three in the chat box if you understand what I'm saying, because really it's not about doing more stuff, it's about doing better work. Imagine doing one unit of work that has uh, the output of, of giving you a 10x return. That's what a, a, an entrepreneur thinks like, it, whereas an employee is saying, hey, I just want to do more work. It doesn't matter how much work I do. As long as I do it and somebody notices me, maybe, therefore, I will get a raise, right? That's the big difference, and I will tell you, I had that problem when I first got out of the U.S. Navy. I had to recalibrate my mind to think differently so that I was operating from a place of being effective instead of productive, right? If this is working for you, let me know. There are lots of threes coming in here, which is totally awesome. Hey, what's up, Deirdre? Good to see you, my friend. Uh, Curtis Bradley Autry in the house. What's happening? Tom Dealey, good to see you. All right, so understand this. The done-for-you mindset is one we have to be very careful about. It's one thing to hire somebody to do something for you, like build a website, for instance. It's another thing to say, hey, just build my business for me. And I understand you probably under, you probably get this, but you're going to encounter people in the business space, especially this home-based space, where they're going to be wanting to have everything done for them. Hey, push-button automation. I just want my, my laptop to turn into an ATM, and you and I both know that's not going to happen. Now, another misconception that people have when it comes to the employee versus entrepreneur mindset is this whole concept of setbacks, failure, and disappointments. A lot of times... Employees go look. You know, they just kind of come to work and they're they're upset with their boss. They're dis you know dissatisfied with the way the company works and the policies and things like this. Entrepreneurs know that that's scratching the surface. Entrepreneurs, you probably heard this saying, are the only people crazy enough to give up forty hours a week for eighty hours a week to get broke. <laughs> you know, at least in the beginning. And the whole point to that is this: if you're here to build something sustainable, all right. If you're here to build something that's important and, and exciting, something that's, that fulfills you, something that you can look back on and go, man, I built that from the ground up. You have to understand that there are going to be disappointments, all right? You're going to lose sometimes. You're going to have to take risk, and sometimes those risks are not going to pay off. You're not necessarily going to get a return on your investment right away, but and entrepreneurs understand that. In fact, they even embrace that. More importantly, they have an overarching belief system that says setbacks are simply a setup for a comeback. A setback is a setup for a comeback. And entrepreneurs have that mindset. They have that drive. They realize, listen, if I get knocked down, I've just learned how not to get knocked down. I've just learned how to duck. I've learned how to swerve. Or more importantly, I've learned how to get back up off the mat quicker, more, more decisively, more purposefully. And that's really one of the biggest differentiators between an employee and an entrepreneur in, in terms of their mindset is setbacks are a setup for a comeback as opposed to something that completely ends the day, something that crushes us, and something that prevents us from moving forward. We can create our own glass ceilings, my friends, all right? And that's the thing we have to be very careful about is when we set ourselves up for a uh, sort of a, a blockade or, you know, a block or um, you know, any kind of a barrier to our success, we have to ask ourselves, how much of this have I created for myself? All right? How much am I allowing my setbacks, my, my past failures, to dictate my future path? And if we are looking at that from a very you know, sort of observatory place, or observe, 
observatory, observant. <laughs> Maybe that's the word I'm looking for. More importantly, when we are evaluating as opposed to judging, we can actually step back and go, you know what? Some of my biggest setbacks have been some of my biggest blessings. When something doesn't work out, or maybe it's a, just a soul-crushing defeat, oftentimes that's teeing us up for the next beautiful chapter of our business and our lives. So we got to think like that, all right? If this is working for you, give me a four in the chat box. Lots of cool people jumping out here. Uh, Tumas is saying he loves that. Awesome. I appreciate that, my friend. Um, cool. All right. So lots of people jumping out here saying some cool stuff. Now, the next thing I want to talk to you about, the really the third misconception uh, about the employee versus entrepreneur mindset is this whole idea of ready. All right. People say, well, I'm not quite ready. I don't have the time. I don't have the money. I don't have this. I don't have that. And we talk about being ready. Well, what's interesting about that is oftentimes that is a carryover of an employee mindset. We feel like we have to be ready. We feel like we have to have all our ducks in a row, all the I's dotted, all the T's crossed. You get the idea. Guess what? When you're building and running your own business, you're never, ever ready. Never. <laughs> now, you might feel a sense of confidence. You might have a sense that you are like, all right, let's do this. And that's a great place to be. But that does not come from being ready. That comes from being prepared. And the way you can tell the difference is a lot of times when people want to be quote-unquote ready, they're facing, or I should say they're chasing this concept of perfection. And I got to tell you, man, nothing has killed more dreams in the world than perfection and quitting. Honestly, that's, that's, those are probably the two biggest killers to success is somebody who quits or somebody who's obsessed with being perfect. And the fact of the matter is there is no such thing as perfect. Now, you can strive for perfection. I, I give this uh, example about the U.S. Navy Blue Angels, the flight demonstration team. If you guys have ever seen the Blue Angels, you might look at them and say, that was damn near perfect, right? You'll look up in the sky and think, God, how did they do that? I still to this day, and I'm a naval aviator, I get how it all goes into all the preparation that goes into it. Sometimes I think, man, that was perfect the way they executed that. But if you talk to any Blue Angel, past, present, or even in the future, you're going to find that they will never say, that was a perfect air show. We executed that to perfection. What they will say is, we prepare prepare, prepare in order to uh, uh, go after and pursue perfection, but we understand that every single day when we get better, that is in and of itself how we become the highest performing flight team in the world. And really, that's how you have to approach your business, and that is an, that is an entrepreneur mindset. Entrepreneurs do not want perfection. They want, they want to be improved, and they want progress, right? So progress over perfection. And the key to this is you have to understand you have what it takes to be better every single day. That's it. Mission accomplished. If you, you can wake up and execute today better than you did yesterday, all right? If it doesn't, don't worry about the results, okay? The results will come. But if we start obsessing over results, then all of a sudden it's very difficult to see our progress, isn't it? I mean, have you ever done this where you're like so obsessed over a result? Maybe it's the conversion on your ads. Maybe you're not getting the leads you want to get. Maybe you're not getting the sales that you thought you were going to get based on what you have learned. And you go out there and you're like, well, this isn't working. <laughs> the question is, are you sure about that? Because a lot of times, if the ad's not converting the way you had expected it, perhaps the expectation was incorrect. Perhaps you haven't given it enough time. I can tell you one of the biggest things we see people do, one of the biggest mistakes, I don't want to call it a mistake, but perhaps one of the biggest uh, uh, missteps that people have in their ads is that they just haven't given the ad enough time. And I understand, hey, this is your revenue, this is your money that you're putting into it. So I'm not gonna undermine that or diminish it. 
But understand, a lot of times we just get impatient, and that's perfectly okay. Impatience is fine as long as it doesn't become a hindrance to your performance. I'm a typically I'm a very impatient person. I want things to happen right now. I want them to happen on my timeline. But we have to realize that our timeline isn't always the timeline. So we got to be willing to accept that part of it and realize that we cannot control that. If we focus on what we can control right? And we focus on doing great preparation and great execution. Everything else takes care of itself. Does that make sense? If it's making sense, give me a high five here in the chat box. Um, and uh, Celeste says, how much time is not enough time? I'm not sure if I understand that, but what I will tell you is this, Celeste, is, uh, you, you know, if you're one of those people like me that gets a little bit impatient and you want the results now, 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 I can tell you this. If you just give yourself an opportunity to scale back, take a look at the quality of work you're putting in and realize that honestly, results are nothing more than an indication of the quality of your preparation and execution. That's all they are. You see that, then all of a sudden the obsession over the results goes down, all right? So lots of people type, type in uh, fives in here, high fives. That's really great. Uh, I love to see that. Okay, the fourth, fourth misconception about the employee versus entrepreneur mindset. The fourth one is something that we talk a lot about in the workshops and something that I'm really passionate about, and that is this concept of certainty over clarity, certainty versus clarity. So often people want certainty, right? They want guarantees. They want to know that they can pay their bills. They want to know that they can have medical, you know, all the benefits that you would have with having a J-O-B. They want that stuff. They have to have that certainty. The challenge with that, and all that stuff's great, it's awesome when you have an employee or a company that's going to pay you and they're going to give you certain benefits like medical and dental uh, insurance and things like this. Uh, you're guaranteed that you're going to get paid on the 1st and 15th, so on and so forth. There's some value to that. And I can tell you, being a full-time employee of the United States military, it was awesome knowing that there was no question that the, the paycheck was going to bounce. We didn't have to worry about that. We always knew the money was going to be direct deposited straight into our bank account and accessible that day. We always knew that we had medical and dental benefits and, and all kinds of different benefits. Insurance was never an issue, right? So lots of great things covered for us that you didn't have to worry about. All you had to do is focus on going out there and executing the mission. Well, not, the same is not always the case with entrepreneurs because when you are in charge, right, when you are the boss, when you're the CEO, that's some stuff that you have to be concerned about. But here's the difference, all right? Employees need that certainty. They need somebody else to handle that for them. They need to know that they're taken care of. The entrepreneur mindset, on the other hand, says, I have the clarity to know how to build my business. I have the clarity to go out and find answers. Even if I don't have the answers myself, I have the clarity to know where to go get them. I can tap into my mentors. I can tap into my, my community like we have here at EMP. I can ask great questions. I can stay curious. I can, be, I can stay hungry and driven. And all of that I'm totally clear about and everything else will take care of itself. Now, does that mean that there's some magic fairy dust that magically gets like spread all over you the minute you take on that decision that you'd rather be clear than certain? No. You still got to show up, right? You still got to do the work. You still got to follow through. And there will be times where you might be concerned. You might say, hey, how are we going to cover this? But here's the beautiful thing. When you completely divorce yourself of the mindset of needing certainty, okay, that trap, that prison of certainty. When you say to yourself, I don't have to have guarantees in life. I just have to have faith and belief in myself, faith and belief in my, in my business, faith and belief in what I'm doing. When you adopt that, that is the entrepreneur mindset. Would you agree? When you adopt that, 
everything changes. The shackles of certainty are just, they sort of, they, they evaporate, they go away. You're no longer tied to that fear-based mentality, that lack-based mentality of saying, there's not enough, it's not happening soon enough, it's not happening on my terms. You don't have to come from that place of certainty, which traps so many amazing people. It, it actually stifles their creativity. It prevents them from taking that courageous action forward. And so if you can get yourself out of that, that really it's an employee carryover. It's a carryover of the employee mindset of needing certainty and just saying, I'm very clear on what I'm doing here. I'm clear on how to get forward or I'm clear on where to get the answers and the solutions that's when things are just, that's where the freaking, that's where the awesomeness happens. I don't want to say magic because it makes it sound like, oh, you know, you're waiting for some external force to make it happen for you. But that's where the power comes from, from within, right? Where you realize, hey, I'm crystal clear on the fact that this is my journey and I have the power to make it happen. If this is working for you, give me a seven in the chat box, right? Because this is big. This one right here is perhaps one of the biggest differentiations that you can make. It's one of the biggest distinctions you can make. And frankly, uh, I truly believe it's one of the biggest misconceptions about the entrepreneur versus employee mindset. Most people don't realize that, hey, one of the big things that might be holding me back is this need for certainty, this need to have all the answers, this need to be guaranteed, this need to feel comfortable. It's not about comfort, my friends, and it's certainly not about certainty. And here's the good news, spoiler alert, the more clear you get about the steps you must take, the more clarity you gain about what it takes to truly do what you want to do and achieve the results you want to achieve, you do get a degree of certainty. And that certainty does feel pretty good, and that's okay. It's, a safe, it's, it's okay to have a safe, small dose of certainty. But man, when we want to overdose on certainty and have to have 100% guarantees, that's what holds us back from success, all right? So lots of people dialing seven in here. That's awesome. Love to hear that. Very exciting stuff. The last one, the last of the five misconceptions about the employee versus entrepreneur mindset, I'm going to share this with you here, is something that it took me a while to learn, frankly. All right, it took me a long time to learn this, but I want you to get this early. I want you to get it now, and I want you to keep coming back to it. And that's the concept of collaboration versus conflict, all right? Collaboration versus conflict. Now, a lot of times when we work in a JOB, it can become very competitive. We're trying to scale that corporate ladder. We're trying to outdo other people. We constantly compare ourselves to other people. And I see this happen with entre entrepreneurs all the time. They start comparing themselves to the top earners. They start comparing themselves to the people that are out there getting likes and, and shares and all kinds of stuff out there on social media. And they're saying to themselves, but who am I? What, what have I achieved? What, what kind of results do I truly have? And how come anybody would, you know, what's it, what is it about me that anybody would want to follow? We've got to be very careful about that because now we're coming from a place of conflict, not competition, conflict. And what I mean by that is this. We start comparing ourselves to others as opposed to looking within and seeing what our own strengths and our own awesomeness could render. There's a conflict because now we're trying to be like somebody else, even if we don't want to, even if intellectually and, and consciously, you know, on the, on the forefront of our mind, we're saying, well, no, I don't want to be like that other person. But gosh, man, look at how successful they are. Look at the results we're, they're getting. All of a sudden, there's this compare-itis, right? We start comparing ourselves to other people, and that can really hold us back and prevent us from being the best version of ourselves and being the best leaders and best entrepreneurs that we can be. So... What can we do? What might we do differently with this? What we might do is turn around and look at somebody who's crushing it and, at, and reach out to them and say, hey, listen, I'd love to know more about what you're doing. 
and see if there's any way that we might work together, any way I might be able to benefit you. That's collaboration, right? Hey, how can I support you? What can I do to help you get your message out there? Because frankly, your message is working for me. That's collaborative as opposed to uh, coming from a place of conflict. Employees, oftentimes, there's that backstabbing and that backbiting, and I hear this from people all the time. One of the biggest things, one of the biggest drivers they have for getting out of their J-O-B is to get away from that. They're like, I don't want to have any more of this conflict at work. I just want to have peace. I want to have fun. I want to have freedom in my life. Well, then freaking live that way. Look at the people who are crushing it in your industry. Look at the people who are crushing it even in your own organization. Reach out to them and ask, how might we collaborate on this? How can I support you? And more importantly, what is it that you're doing so well? Because I get it. For whatever reason, what I'm seeing from you is inspiring to me and also something that I feel that I would be uh, willing to commit myself to. Let's talk about this. Now we come from a place of collaboration as opposed to a place of backbiting conflict. And oh, by the way, spoiler alert, <laughs> competition is a good thing. Competition is a beautiful thing, and unfortunately, this day and age in our society, we've made competition out to be ugly. We've made it out to be greedy. We've made it out to be all kinds of negative crap, which is totally not true. Competition is awesome. When I look to the left and I look to the right and I see all these people that are kicking ass, taking names, I'm thinking to myself, what might I do to emulate some of that, but do it on my terms, not lose myself in that competition, and realize this, the real competition Perhaps the single most important competition you'll ever have in your life is to compete with the person looking back at you in the mirror every single day. That's right, you, my friend. Compete against yourself in a productive way, in an encouraging way, in a supportive way, meaning you look at yourself and say, how did I perform today? And how might I do just a little bit better, just one step better? How might I make one inch of progress over what I did today? How can I put forth better effort today than I did yesterday? And what might I do tomorrow to make even tomorrow better than it was today? You see how this works? These are the kinds of things, the differentiators that people have to have to build successful businesses. Yeah, of course, you got to learn ads. You got to learn ad metrics. You got to learn how to do copywriting. You have to learn how to present. You have to learn how to do all these things, present, presenting and inviting and all the important things, follow-up, closing sales. Those are all great. But those tactics mean very little if you don't have the proper mindset. So start dialing these five things in right here, right now. These employee, or I should say these entrepreneur mindset shifts, and what you'll start to find is not only do you become a better business owner, not only do you make more sales, but you become a better leader. And in the end of the day, more people are going to want to work with you, more people are going to want to continue to be around you, and you not only grow your network and your income, but you also grow your influence. And that's something that's sustainable will never go away, and more importantly, might just help other people along the path realize their own greatness as well. All right, my friends, well, that just about does it for today, wrapping up another big week here in the EMP community. Grateful as always to be with you guys. Thanks for being here every single Monday through Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Lots of awesome comments coming in here. Uh, it's, it's so cool. I, I got to tell you, just on a personal note, side note here, I totally love the Daily Dose of, of Awesome. To me, what, what really makes awesome is you guys, right? Coming out here, hanging out, getting all these really cool comments, uh, people jumping out here, giving high fives and giving, you know, you know, giving their input, talking about things that uh, are on the top of mind for them. That helps us as a community get better. So understand that you showing up here are contributing to what we are doing. We are creating a very powerful, exciting movement. We are just beginning, my friends. 
we're really just beginning. We're on the cusp of doing some very, very cool stuff. And I'm so pumped and so proud to have you with us and being a part of this. It's really amazing. So thanks for being with us here. And uh, continue to join us here every single Monday through Friday at 10, 10 a.m. Eastern, or 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. And uh, if you haven't done so, get yourself over to EliteMarketingPro.com. Stay connected with us, and be sure to join us here five days a week. All right, my friends, today's a wrap. Looking forward to seeing you guys again next week. And remember, no matter what course you fly in life, fly high, fly fast, and fly far. We'll talk to you very, very soon.